shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The start of school can mean many things. For soccer players, dusting off cleats. For musicians, tuning their violins. But for the model United Nations delegate, it means the start of the MUN season. Peruse news, buy their new suits, and polish their gavels. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teams a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Ryan Sim, and today we will be talking about model UN and international relations. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have a very exciting and fun show lined up for you as we learn a little bit more about Model UN, a hot new trend hitting the U.S. and world by storm. Model UN is unique for being so widely accessible to students of all ages, whether you're in middle school, school, or even college. And it's a great way to have fun while learning about what it means to be a global citizen. To start things off, we have Ryan here, who's also co-hosting today with me, um, to tell us a little bit about his Model UN experiences. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Caitlin. It's pretty incredible to think that I'm a senior already and that it's my fourth year now participating in Model UN. I remember starting off as a freshman completely unsure of what to do or what clubs to join. But I'm really glad that I actually did decide to get involved in Model UN. I never would have imagined becoming MUN president later on and guiding underclassmen in the same shoes. I still remember my first major MUN conference at UC Berkeley in my freshman year. I came into the conference feeling super pumped, thinking that I would be able to gabble, which means to get the highest honor possible. And it was here I truly saw how insanely awesome and intense MUN can get. War was declared. Twice. Delegates were standing on top of their chairs, trying to yell over each other to gain support. Countries backstabbed, creating alliances, and broke them just as quickly. The game was always changing, and if you looked away for just a second, things could change in an instant. But to focus a little more on the activity itself... MUN is a simulation of the United Nations, which is what its name kind of implies. Students in all age groups, spanning all seven continents, go to conferences where they represent countries like China, India, Canada, and craft solutions to real-life problems like women's rights in the Middle East or HIV in Africa. You learn to think and speak on your feet. You learn about these issues, own them, and become passionate about them. But what really gives MUN a unique flavor, I think, in this expanding world of extracurriculars is how effectively it prepares you for the real world. 
You learn how to work with others, even the people who might be kind of aggressive or stubborn, and harness their abilities and talents to come to a better product. You develop research, research skills and hone your writing abilities. You become a better speaker and gain more confidence. And eventually, MUN becomes a part of you. It becomes, I think, a way of life. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Um, that sounds really amazing, especially um, for me because my school doesn't have MUN. So it's really fascinating and interesting to hear about it. And actually, congratulations on becoming um, your club's president. Oh, thank you. So I wanted to know, how can I start a club at my school or somebody else who maybe is listening and they don't have a club at their school already? Well, that's kind of what I was wondering, too, when I first joined the MUN club in my freshman year, because we had an MUN club. It's just that it wasn't very well known or very popular at my school. I think we started off with maybe about 10 members, and this year we're approaching maybe 110-ish. And the reason I think that MUN isn't that well known is that there's no singular national organization that organizes its events, but there is an, a website called bestdelegate.com, which I'll repeat is called bestdelegate.com. And it's basically a nonprofit organization that tells people how they can basically train their new members at their schools and how to start up these clubs. And I think that's a very uh, valuable resource for people who want to start Model UN clubs at their school because it basically gives you the step-by-step -step process and sort of like a walkthrough on how to start the MUN club at your school and basically how to begin your MUN career. Wow, I will definitely have to check that out. So if someone really isn't into politics or government, do you think that MUN could still be beneficial for them? Um, I think yeah, MUN could definitely still be beneficial for them because, um, as I said a little bit earlier, you do learn how to become a better speaker, you gain more confidence, you develop your research skills and your writing abilities because you definitely have to do a lot of research on your topics so that you're able to present them and you have to also do a lot of writing of these resolutions and these position papers and I think the most important part is just how it teaches you to compromise and it teaches you how to work together with other people because a fundamental part of MUN that's different from other extracurricular activities is that you don't win by crushing the opposition you win by working together with the opposition and making your enemies into your friends and I think that's something that's really important about MUN that really distinguishes it from other activities and really prepares you for the real world. Furthermore, I also think that MUN, even though it does center around a lot of politics or government, it also has a lot to do with other sorts of issues that you might be passionate about. There's issues like education that are talked about in UNICEF. There's also um, issues of health, like in the World Health Organization. So even if you do have a different interest in life, I think MUN, because of how beneficial it can be for your personal growth and how it also encompasses many different issues out there, I think MUN can definitely be for anyone who wants to um, experience those sort of benefits. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, by what you said, it really sounds like there's so many different aspects and so many different benefits to it. So 
how can someone succeed in MUN? Because it sounds like you're definitely succeeding now that you've become president and you've been able to, you know, really quadruple um, your club's attendance. It really sounds like um, you've been doing well with it. So how can someone succeed with it? Well, when I first started MUN, and I think this is a great question, I did not, like, feel like I was successful at all. It was mainly because... You know, like as I said earlier, when I went into my first major conference at UC Berkeley, I thought that I was just going to completely dominate, completely own that conference. I thought that I was going to gavel, get the best delegate there, but it didn't happen. And I think the reason why it didn't happen was when I was in the MUN conference, the main thing that I focused on was not talking about the issues, not really feeling the whole experience itself but rather I was focusing more on the prize the awards and I think that at the end of the day while these prizes and while these awards are really nice and they're pretty cool to you know hang up on your wall they aren't I think what MUN is all about I think what MUN is about is sort of finding a common ground between all of these different countries learning to compromise and really developing yourself as an individual so I think as long as you focus more on your personal growth rather than these sort of more short-term goals like winning these different awards, then I think you can definitely succeed in MUN given that you do put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, and you really feel very passionate about the whole act activity. That is really great advice. And you've been doing this since your freshman year, so you have a lot of years behind you. What are some of your most memorable experiences from MUN? So I do have some pretty, I think, um, fun experiences from MUN because MUN, even though it is like a lot of fun in terms of intellectual stimulation, one of the like one of the most um, interesting, I think, experiences that I've had from MUN is during this one Berkeley MUN conference. Um, there was a resolution about uh, seal hunting, and we were talking about environ I think we were talking about environmental issues so it felt like it kind of came out of the blue but it was really interesting because all these topics and all these discussions kind of come out of the blue and I feel like you always kind of have to um, stay on your toes. Well thank you so much Ryan for this great segment. I'm Caitlin and during the break be sure to visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links and more. If anyone wants to start a club BTSYA, be the star you are at your school anywhere in the world, contact us for information. You can email our producer Cynthia at be the star you are.org. Again it's Cynthia at be the star you are.org. And I'm Ryan Sim. Stick around for our next segment where we get to hear from our reporter, Henna. Stay tuned. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good What book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Ryan Sim. Coming up on Saturday, September 27th, we hope you'll visit our Be The Star You Are Charity booth at the Pear and Wine Festival, sponsored by the La Marinda Weekly Newspaper and Napa Valley Wealth Management. For more information, go to btsya.org and click on Events. For this next segment, we have our field reporter and usual host, Hannah Hundle, with us to talk about her friends who have had the pleasure of experiencing Model UN. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hi, everyone. Now, although I myself am not a part of Model United Nations, as my school currently does not have it, I have many friends from locations afar who've been quite the active participants. So, in essence, I've really been able to experience the benefits of Model UN vicariously. And from what I've gleaned and what I've seen, Model UN truly does work wonders in shaping the leader within a person. I know some teens who were originally a little bit timid in public speaking environments, but they returned from Model UN conferences completely revamped. Their inner leader fired up like never before. It's really quite remarkable to see what type of transformation in a person that can create because I have and always will be a strong believer in the notion that each and every one of us has the potential to be something great. We each possess sparks of ingenuity, originality, and innovativeness, and these have the power to light up the globe. Sometimes, however, our luminescing energy lies dormant. And we need a little Kickstarter, a little something that taps into it and flips on that switch. That's where I believe groups like Model UN come in, giving youth that life-changing chance to harness their true potential. So often, my friends have raved to me how at Model UN conferences, they've really gotten to delve into the pressing issues of the day. They've gotten to find their voice, speak out, and take a stand. And that's crucial. But it gets better. So you all may know that I frequently do a Health with Henna segment for Express Yourself, as one of my primary missions is to help my generation acquire the tools they need to live the active, healthy lives. And not surprisingly, I really love things that help youth become more health conscious and more proactive about health. So as you can imagine, I was thrilled to learn from one of my friends 
that Model UN quite frequently touches on global health issues, whether it relates to the malnutrition crisis, generic drug access, preventable diseases, clean water access, or child mortality. Year after year, Model UN brings these issues to light for countless teenagers. Although these matters are touchy and controversial, you can probably even call them hot-button issues, a serious dialogue on them is critical. And I believe there's no better demographic to engage in these conversations than youth, the leaders of tomorrow. I don't think I can ever emphasize enough the importance of engaging these future parents and policymakers and professionals in these tough discussions about global health. So I'm so pleased that through organizations like Model UN, we can get a head start in pooling ideas and sifting through solutions until we find the ones that stick. I actually recently got to talk with one of my friends who just, I've, I, she came back from a conference quite a while ago, but I actually just bumped into her. And she was telling me that she actually got to have a great debate with another girl there about access to clean water for kids in Nigeria. And she told me that it was something that she's never really gotten to talk about with people before. But being at a conference like that, it opens the door, it paves the way, it kind of breaks the barrier to allow teenagers to engage in these tough conversations. Because I feel like quite often, young people are kind of excluded from these dialogues. You know, perhaps the adult world, if you will, feels that we just don't have that knowledge base to really bring effective solutions to the table. But after talking with so many of my friends who've gone to these types of conferences, and not just Model UN, there's also another great organization called Junior Statesman of America that does similar types of things. So after talking with a lot of my friends who've gone to these types of conferences and conventions, I've realized more and more that young people really do have that knowledge base and that power to effectuate some great change. I think we just have to give them the platform to kind of take a stand. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. And although I don't have a model um, UN at my school either, although I really wish we did because it sounds like such an amazing program, um, I am involved with my school's Amnesty International. And I remember kind of joining freshman year. I had absolutely no idea um, what the club was about. I think I had actually ended up in the room by accident because I had thought that it was for a meeting for a different club and I was a freshman and still didn't know my way around. But I think that finding that room was just such a hidden blessing because it ended up being um, kind of a similar club to Model UN as we're talking about it. You know, we learn about different international issues and try to rally together and see what we can do um, as students and see what we can do as high schoolers to make a difference. So I do agree with you that when you give a teenager a platform like this, they really can make a difference. I think it's just difficult. A lot of teenagers, they don't know where to start. They don't know, um, you know, they kind of see this huge issue like, you know, HIV in Africa or women's rights issues in the Middle East. And they think, you know, how can I do something like that? How can I, you know, a 16, 17-year-old in New Jersey make a difference overseas? So I think when there are organizations like that, that connect you to the right people. It's really um, a great, great thing. Absolutely. And, you know, I've kind of been pondering, actually, what is it about us young people that makes us so reluctant to delve into these difficult topics? And I think part of the problem kind of relates to our reluctance to watch the news every day and read the newspaper and kind of become more aware about the problems going on in the world. I mean, we have 
the pragmatism and the know-how to get to these kind of solutions that are so necessary, but we can only really pull those out of ourselves once we're aware of the problem itself. And so that's why I think it's so critical that more young people are keeping abreast with the news. Now, for me, staying on top of the news has been a huge part of my life for really as long as I can remember. Because when I was and still am writing for a local newspaper, I have a column in there and then I kind of branched out and guest blogged for some sites. I wrote for other newspapers. And so I was doing a lot of kind of expository journalism. And when you're writing like that for communities, you really have to be apprised of the news. And so every day it, it was and still is a ritual of mine to check the news in the morning, in the afternoon, maybe during my lunch, my lunch break, and then as well when I come back from school. And it's amazing to me because that's such an anomaly sometimes, I feel, because when I'm talking to some of my friends, I really want to bring up some interesting thing that's going on in the news lately and unfortunately they can't engage in a discussion about that with me because they just haven't had the time to go check it out i yeah. actually totally um, agree with that and also just going off your vein about um like youth sort of being a little bit apathetic to the news nowadays i can definitely um sympathize with your like your eagerness to want to talk with other people about the news, but then finding that they kind aren't, they're not very receptive almost to it. Like they haven't been very exposed to it. So that's kind of why I think that it, that these organizations like Model UN or Junior Statesmen of America or Amnesty International are just so critical to youth exposed to these sort of issues. But I was kind of wondering, do you guys think that there's um, some, some sort of ways to get people in, like the youth engaged with these, um, like the politics and things that are happening around us? You know, I think it's really interesting. Um, one of my friends in their communications class slash English class, one of the assignments was every week you had to bring in an article and you had to talk about the article and kind of um, share about what it was about. So I think that, um, you know, sometimes when students aren't required to talk about it in school, they don't really delve into it. But, you know, I think that this is a really great topic that we can continue in conversation um, and bring over to the next segment as we're starting to run out of time. So we can definitely pick this up um, in the next segment. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids.
Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids Channel. It's kids and cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you missed the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. 
you'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program has expressed yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Ryan Sim, and today on Express Yourself, our theme is Model UN and International Relations. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Um, luckily, Hannah is back with us, so the three of us can talk about some important international current events and how teens are and can get involved. In the last segment, we were actually talking about how, unfortunately, a lot of teenagers are not up to date on current events, which is really unfortunate because I think it's important to know what's going on in the world. It's really shocking. Um, I know I was talking to people in my history class before, and we were learning about, I think it was like World War One or World War Two or some type of war that happened in the past. And people hadn't even realized that war is still happening today around the world. Um, you know, they, they had absolutely no idea that there was still these issues going on today, just kind of in a different form. So I thought that was really interesting and kind of, I guess, a little bit disturbing, just that people had no idea. And, you know, you can't really blame them. I know I am definitely not as sharpened on my current events as I should be, um, although I try to be. But um, what do you guys think that kind of says about our society or really teenagers in general? Yeah, you know, you bring up a number of terrific points here, Caitlin. I think, first of all, you're mentioning of the fact that a lot of youth aren't cognizant about the negatives going on in the world. Speaks a lot. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, we're young and we're kind of idealistic and we tend to look at the world through rose-colored glasses. And so we think that it is all wonderful and positive out there. But in fact, there are many problems and issues that are just plaguing some of these people and countries afar. And the fact that perhaps youth just aren't aware of some of the horrible things that we really need to combat in this in these upcoming years is so critical. I mean, the genocide Darfur region of Sudan, we're talking about the kidnapping of nearly 300 young girls from Nigeria. There's so many issues that really need to be tackled. And so I think we kind of have to take a comprehensive look at international relations, emphasize both the good and the bad, and to get together with both of those, we can find some appropriate solutions. And I think that you did bring up a lot of great points. And 
think that um, the main thing is that a lot of youth would like to get involved with these international events, these different current affairs that are happening. But I don't think that they quite know how to get involved. Like when they hear maybe like in their English or government class that there's mm -hmm. some sort of genocide and those sort of things going on in the world, they hear those and they think, like, that's terrible, but what can I do? So I think that um, a key thing for our future generation is definitely going to be equipping the youth and making sure that they have the tools and that they're able to stand up for what they believe in, even though that it seems sometimes that it's hard to do something about these things that are happening around the world. They have to realize that you can do something as long as you have the willpower and the abilities and the um, equip uh, skills to do so. Right, right. You know, I think that could partly be an issue as well. Just young people thinking about how, as I, could a teenager really effectuate any change in the situation at all? But I think what's wonderful is that we're living in a technological age, and we have an array of ways to really bring a, make about, bring a difference and make some positive change here. I mean, through social media, people are mobilizing, people are protesting, people are bringing to light these kind of issues. I, things spread like rapid fire through social media with hashtags and likes and retweets. I mean, you can really get some change going on over there just by logging into your Twitter account or Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or anything really going on right now. I also think that there are so many little ways in our life every day that we can kind of bring these issues to light and highlight them as well. I mean, something that I really love to do is write letters to the editor. I've written a lot to my local newspaper and some to even newspapers afar. But that's just kind of a small way to voice your opinion and get your views out there. And you never know, maybe your opinion might be the thing that kind of changes the tide and gets more people talking. And I, I really love how you brought up about social media because I think that a lot of kids, unfortunately, completely underestimate themselves. Like you say, figure I'm just a 15, 16 year old you know, living in my small town, how can I make a difference around the world? But I do think that social media can play a big part. And sometimes these international leaders, they receive these tweets or you could even write letters and then they feel that pressure. I think, you know, having thousands of people tweeting you, I mean, it may sound silly, but I've definitely read before that having that social media pressure adds kind of um, stress to them, kind of makes them feel like maybe I need to rethink what I'm doing. And um, I do definitely think that social media can make a really huge difference. It's definitely more than just connecting with your friends and, you know, liking each other's selfies. I think that <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pin, you know, Pinterest, they can all things that can truly um, be a catalyst for change. And I also think that on top of these social network websites that some blogs and some different other informational sources can also be very invaluable resources for teens to learn how to really equip themselves to tackle these different issues of today. Like I know that I brought up earlier about bestdelegate.com and I like to just give them another shout out because I really think that their resources that they've been giving to teach basically teens how to start up MUN clubs and how to really get involved in Model UN are just super invaluable. And I just think that there are other organizations out there, obviously, who 
um, are providing resources on their websites talking about how teens can get involved and how they can learn how to become better public speakers and people who can really just affect change in the world. And I just really think that all of those organizations are doing an incredible job for the teens and that teens should really try to um, get more involved in looking at those resources online. Yeah, and you know, another thing that I love that you mentioned is the fact that there's so many kind of blogs and these other websites now that can provide information to teens if perhaps they're not that keen on looking at more of the mainstream sites. But I think that brings up the point that we got to be exercising some prudence and where we're getting our information from as well. So although, of course, we can go on and on about expounding the benefits of social media and spreading this information and stimulating this change, I think teenagers also need to have an eye for discerning what's right and what's wrong in the news. They need to be able to kind of detect any biases and filter out any incorrect information. Because, you know, sometimes on these blogs and these other websites that really aren't regularly fact-checked, there's been information that's perpetuated and then young people are kind of joining in that tide and participating in things when in fact they're unfounded. So not only do young people have to be aware, but they have to kind of understand what type of information they're, that's what type of information is informing their viewpoint. I, I really agree with that. And I think it's really unfortunate because teenagers, they go to these websites, they see these tweets, and they're like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm getting informed, I'm getting the information. But honestly, it's very counterproductive if you're getting the wrong information or if you're getting biased information. Um, and as convenient as it is to just skim a blog post or to read a really quick little one-sentence tweet or you know, the way that Wikipedia is set up, it's so convenient just to scroll through and see the facts. But I think that, you, like you said, you really have to make sure that what you're reading is accurate and what you're reading is correct because reading that is exactly real or it's been kind of ruined or exaggerated. Um, it's really not special at all. Yeah, kind of being an amateur journalist myself, I've been able to see just how easy it is to insert any type of bias in an article, you know, what quotations you choose to include, what type of sources you choose to consult with when you're crafting your piece, all of that makes a difference. And so teens need to be aware about this, they need to be proactive about this, and they really need to be taking advantage of all the great tools around us to remain informed, unbiased citizens. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I know a lot of news stations have recently been under heat because of the photos that they use when they depict um, people on the news. Sometimes they'll choose a photo where, you know, a young person is hanging out with their friends and they kind of look, you know, a little bit more on like the rougher side, whereas they won't include a photo of them at their graduation or they won't include a photo of them, you know, with their family. Like, I think that there's a lot of bias that you wouldn't even realize. Well, Thank you, everyone, but unfortunately, we're out of time, and I really enjoyed this discussion about some very, I think, critical world issues for the present and future. I'm Ryan Sim. During the break, visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Please check out our videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Express Yourself is brought to you by Be the Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on international relations.
Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. At 14, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Ryan Sim, and today we've been discussing various ways to remain connected with the world. Now Caitlin's going to give her take by telling us about some of the amazing international friendships she's been formed. Take it away, Caitlin. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I'm Caitlin Darrow, and since we've been discussing international relations today, I thought that it would be a really fun and kind of lighthearted um, subject and opportunity to talk about why I think it's beneficial to have friends across the world. I have several long friendship pen pals spread all across the globe, and through these really close friendships, I've been able to expand perspective and learn about new cultures. All of my pen pals are from a variety of countries, and I had originally met them all in person and then kept in touch afterwards. I have a couple of friends from Taiwan who I met at a conference. I have a friend from Mexico who I was a roommate with during camp, and then almost two years ago, I hosted two foreign exchange students from France who lived at my house for two weeks. So ever since, um, I've been able to keep in touch with all of these different people, and all of these friendships came from different avenues, but I'm so happy that... I was able to meet these amazing people and keep in touch because I know that's not a hard thing to do. Um, it's hard to keep in touch with your friends, you know, during the summer, even if they live right around the street. So it's a total different medium when you're talking about, you know, over an ocean. Being friends with folks in other countries improved my awareness of the world. Now, whenever a major news event takes place in a country where one of my friends live, I'm able to really get the inside scoop. A simple Facebook message or a Skype call and they're able to fill me in on what's happening in their country right from a citizen's perspective. Throughout building these lasting friendships, I've also gotten better with geography. (laughs) Um, Before, I was really shocked and I have to say pretty embarrassed when I couldn't even locate Taiwan on a map. But now that I know people who personally live there, it's definitely made me brush up on my world geography and just standard facts in general. 
it can be a pretty big wake-up call, not to mention super awkward when you can't find someone's country on a map or you can't name their president, um, and they're standing right next to you. It can be a kind of an awkward situation. It's also super helpful to have a pen pal or friend in another country if you want to learn a new language. I am currently learning French and Spanish, and I take classes in school, but I have to say the classroom doesn't really compare to speaking to a native, you know, in the same way whose first language is what you're trying to learn. My French friends have been able to help me with my accent, so I don't sound like such an American when I try to speak French, and I've definitely been slowly but surely improving. I can also help them with their English, I can explain idioms to them, or I can even just teach them lingo terms that wouldn't usually be found in their English language textbook. Having long-distance friendships across the world has really made me more culturally aware of how others live. Um, I've always loved learning different things, and so um, it's been really great for me to incorporate little parts of my friend's life into my own daily routine. Sometimes my friends will send me traditional recipes for me to try here in the United States since they can't really send food through international mail. Um, or they'll tell me about a holiday they celebrate that I, ha that I hadn't previously heard of. Um, I'm always learning something new, and I'm such a curious person that they really keep me on my toes. And um, it's been fascinating friendship seeing all these um, people and all these different things that they've been able to teach me. Well, thanks, Caitlin, for um, sharing your take on just building and maintaining international friendships. I think that it's just been um, really interesting listening about your perspective and how you've been able to incorporate their different little things into your life. But I was just wondering, what has been maybe one of your funniest experiences with one of your foreign friends? Um, well, there have been several because coming from different cultures, sometimes, um, you know, there's something that happens or something they'll ask me that can kind of seem a little silly to me, but may just seem like a normal question to them. And I'm sure it's vice versa. I'm sure I've asked them really um, stupid questions, but they've probably found it silly. So a couple of years ago, one of my friends from Taiwan um, had asked me what swag meant because I think they had like heard it in a song from Justin Bieber or something like that. And they had thought that it was like a traditional. English word and so this was when like you know it was all over t-shirts and everyone was saying swag especially I mean I know definitely in America it's like a huge people still say it and um it was actually pretty hard to explain like what the word means um when you get down to it um I, so I kind of had to just tell her like it was slang and you know it was it was a silly conversation and then oftentimes they'll also ask me about idioms which I mentioned so they might hear the word or like the phrase um it's raining cats and dogs or I'm walking on eggshells and they take it literally because you know being a foreigner they might not understand you know how we have that sarcasm or like what exactly the idiom is so they're always asking me about the silly phrases and what they mean yeah, I definitely think that um, the English language sometimes can be really bizarre and really weird at times, but at the same time, I think it's really awesome how we can have all of these different words, even words as uh, silly as swag or like um, those phrases like it's raining cats and dogs because I think they really contribute to diversity of our language. But I was also wondering, is it hard to keep long-distance friendships? 
Um, I mean, it, it definitely can be, but I feel like with technology, it makes it so much easier between social media, email, webcam. There isn't really an excuse anymore to not be able to, you know, hold those friendships, especially since all of those services are free that I named, whereas mailing letters and packages can be expensive. Um, back in the day, I think it was really difficult to send things internationally. Um, but we do write letters to each other from time to time, especially like around Christmas. Christmas, I send them all cards or around birthdays, but keeping updated online can be much quicker and more convenient. So I haven't had too much um, trouble with it. Oh, so I, I definitely um, see, like, I think that technology does make things a lot easier. But for some of our listeners who don't have foreign friends or pen pals across the world currently, how can they make foreign friends or pen pals across the world? Yeah, you know, I think that this question is a little bit trickier for me to answer since I was actually lucky enough to know each of my pen pals in real life first before we started that overseas friendship, um, which I know a lot of people unfortunately don't have that convenience. So um, first, you know, I would see if your school's foreign language department offers a pen pal program for a friend in another country. Um, or I would go to your church. A lot of churches will have overseas mission trips. Um, I would really just try to ask around rather than looking online because that can be dangerous if you're sharing your full name or address. Um, you kind of just have to be careful about that. Well, thank you, Caitlin. I really enjoyed all your stories about pen pals and how we can keep in touch with them. And as always, all good things must come to an end. And this show gave us insight into our interconnectedness with the world. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Ryan Sim. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, you can visit btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be a world citizen, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you. She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall. There's nothing you can do. One time she drew a beat on Fred back when he first moved in. She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we 
first saw her throw With that wind-up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes We only know that when she plays We drop like swatted flies Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play it all Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard In our place, though we try, we cannot get away From that Mona Lisa face Each day we wonder who it is she's gonna level first And when she's through with what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play it all Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat When I go out into the world Don't know what job I'll do But I can bet I'm the one girl Who's gonna run a wrecking crew Dodgeball, dodgeball us fall, it ought to be against the law, she should even play it on, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful, but friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard, she gonna wind up hard, she gonna wind up hard, and you'll wind up flat. The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org.